You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Well, hello, hello. This is S. Anthony Thomas, and this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says. And this, my friends, is episode number 151. Thank you for being here, and thank you for everything that you do. I really appreciate you. I really, really do. I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking that since this is episode 151, and I've noticed that you guys have stayed and listen to a whole bunch of the other episodes, and some of you have listened to all of them, I'm kind of hoping that when it comes to podcasts, that I'm kind of falling into the to the, to the the category of being one of your go-to podcasts. I want to be your go-to podcast, or at the very minimum, one of your go-to podcasts. Because life is full of go-tos. That's what life is. Life is a bunch of go-tos, and you have to figure out whether or not something is great enough, good enough, or cool enough to be put onto your go-to list. It is the way it is, damn it. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Every one of you out there, you have a go-to shortcut when it comes to go to play, going places. You know you do. You know you have that shortcut that you normally don't take, but when everything and all else fails and you really need to get there, you have a go-to shortcut. It may even be a, an illegal turn somewhere or an illegal, you know what it is, damn it. It's your go-to. You go to it when you have to absolutely need to make that beer run and you've been talking through half a half time and you realize, I need the beer and I wasted too much time and I got to get to the place and get this beer and get it back here as quick as possible. I'm going to go to my go-to shortcut. You have one, you know you do. You even have a go-to food, don't you? Of course you do. There's that one food when you're going around, you're in the refrigerator, you don't know what to eat. You don't know, you don't know when you and your spouse or you and your girlfriend or boyfriend, you want to get something to eat, but you don't know what you want. And there's so many choices and you don't want to have the same thing you had yesterday. Oh man, you know what I'm going to do? Bam. We're going to go to our go-to food and it's going to be something stupid. It's going to be pizzas or a hamburger at a place around the corner. It's your go-to food. It's the one you count on. It's the one you count on when every other choice kind of sucks or there's too many choices. You go right to your go-to food. Like I said, you had a go-to shortcut, and now you got your go-to food. You have it. You know you have it. Everybody has it. And my go-to food, my friends, is pizza. You have a go-to television program. You know you do. When you want to laugh, you just want to sit down and chill, and you don't want to think about anything. You just want to laugh. You have a go-to show. You know what it is. It may even be go-to clips you have in a YouTube list. It could be anything, but there's that thing. You got to watch that thing because you want to laugh. You got to, oh, I need to just laugh right now. I had a hard day at work. I had a fight with my spouse or significant other. Something bad happened, and I just need to laugh right now. I just need to watch something that makes me laugh right now. I need to watch something damn it and what is it it's the go-to youtube video and you know you have one you have a go-to television program you have a go-to dvd you have a go-to song you have one everybody has one i know you do you have a go-to podcast of course you do you're listening to it at least this better be your go-to podcast you bastards you know what i'm saying and if you really think about it, if you think about it logically, when I think in terms of, of what a go-to is, you got to realize that your friends are go-tos. When you're hanging around a bunch of people you don't know and they're annoying, when you're hanging around a bunch of people that bother you, when you're at work and everything sucks, when your day blows, what do you do? You go to your go-to homie, your go-to homettes. I don't, I, there's, is there a, a female version of homie? I don't know. In fact, 
I'm going to make that statement. I'm going to make that phrase. I'm going to make that word gender, general, uh, gender neutral, damn it. It's going to be homie, and I'm going to use it for men and women. You call your homie, and your homie is your friend, your best friend, the one that always has a great time with you, the one that always has the cool tickets, the one that's always funny, the one that always knows where to go, the one that makes you feel good just by hanging around them because they're so damn cool. They're your go-to friend, and everybody has a go-to friend. That's what friends are. Friends are, are living embodiments of go-tos. You hang out with them because you know what the experience is going to be. And it's one you want to live again and again. That's why you hang out with them. That's why they're your friends in your first place. Your family's not necessarily a go-to. I mean, they're a go-to by default because you were raised by them. You go to them because you have to. You go to your friends because you picked them. That's a whole different story. If you have a whole bunch of stuff in the refrigerator and you know your go-to food is pizza, but you're snowed in and you go and you, but you have to make a choice of the go-to from this stuff you don't want. Oh, look, some old ass food I didn't want in the first place. And now it's old. And now I have to pick a go-to from this crap. That's what it's like if you have a family that sucks. You have a go-to by default. You have to pick from this pile of crap something that you have to eat. Oh, God, I'll eat these cornflakes and this milk that's three days by, by past its expiration date. That's your go-to. You don't want to go to it. But you're snowed in. You have no choice. And that's what it's like. If your family sucks, they're a go-to, but they're a go-to by default. Your spouse is a go-to. You don't think so? Of course your spouse is a go-to. You're a human being. And what is a human being? Human beings are animals that need to be part of a community. They're animals that want to mate and reproduce themselves. That's what we do. That's why there's 7 billion of us here. That's why we make bad decisions when someone has a nice ass. And that's not gender specific. Women, you've made bad decisions because you saw a guy with a nice ass. And guys, you know damn well you made bad decisions because you saw a woman with a nice ass you know it you know why because your go-to feeling is i need to mate with somebody i need to get it on your go-to is i gotta find someone i want i can get it on with i can get it on with myself but that's not as much fun i mean not that i've ever done that i've read about that in books <laughs> shut up but your spouse is the ultimate go-to. They're even more of a go-to than your friends because your friends don't live with you. Your friends don't get naked with you. Your friends don't lick food off each other's butts. Not that I've ever done that last week. <laughs> Mind your business. Okay. But they're the ultimate go-to. Your spouse is the ultimate go-to if you really think about it. Because your friends, you just enjoy them. And then over the course of time, they become your friends. You don't. There's never a point in time where you go, you know what? I would like you to be the friend that I have or my cast of friends that I have for the rest of my life. And I'm going to sign this legal document with draconian penalties for ending this friendship. And that's what we're going to do. Nope. But you do that with your spouse. You sign this contract to be in a relationship with this person with draconian penalties for falling out of the relationship or wanting to get out of the relationship. They are the ultimate go-to. They're the go-to for everything. They're the go-to when you get sick. Who do you go to? Who do you count on? Who has the right to pull the plug on your punk ass if you get so sick? Or the right to tell the doctor to get the slice and then cut out whatever needs to be cut out because if they don't cut it out, you're going to die. Who is that person? The go-to person is your spouse. Oh, yeah. They're the go-to. Who's the go-to when you want to get it on? You can't get it on with anybody else. You want to get it on with other people. I mean, no, you don't, honey. <laughs> I put that in for you, punk-ass married guys. Shut up. I'm trying to help you. But you know you want to get it on with somebody else. You love to get it on with other people. And some of you probably have gotten it on with other people. But let's be real. When it comes right down to it, you know the woman if you, or your spouse, if you're in a relationship where they're not cheating, you know they know how to work the equipment. You trained them yourself. Push these buttons and this will happen. That was great. You know what I'm saying. They're the go-to. When you want to get it on with somebody who knows how to work the equipment and someone who doesn't have a disease and someone who's not going to go, you're not going to wake up holding your side or holding the side because that person slipped something in your drink and cut your kidney out and left you in a tub of ice. You want to avoid that from happening. So what do you do? You go to your go-to person who is your spouse. When it comes to friendship, when it comes to getting it on. 
They're the go-to. The ultimate go-to is the spouse. Everybody has go-tos, and life is built around go-tos. Are they not? Isn't it? Isn't it? Right? So all I'm saying is, my friends, if you have go-tos, make sure you pick a good go-to. Don't pick bad, dumb go-tos. Don't pick a bad person to get it on with on a regular basis. This is my go-to person to get it on. And then you find out that the Center for Disease Control has a whole wing dedicated to people that shows this disgusting person to be the go-to because you get it on with them. And not only are they your go-to, but they're also the reason you got to go to the clinic and get something scraped off you because you got barnacles growing on yourself because of some new disease this sick freak gave you. That's what I'm saying. You got to make sure you pick a good, 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 good go-to. Sometimes you want to go to someplace else to get away from people because people don't know how to leave you alone. People don't know how to stop touching your life in bad ways. People don't know when to shut the hell up. And sometimes you got to go to a different location. Maybe it's in your mind. Maybe the go-to location is you sitting in your car meditating with your eyes closed. But if you do that, I would suggest making sure that the car's not running because you're going to crash into something. You dumb bastard, don't do that. But I often wondered about that. You know, what makes us pick the go-tos that we pick? What makes us pick the spouse that we pick or the girlfriend that we pick? What makes us pick the friends that we pick? What makes us pick the food that we pick? And if they're so great, if they're so great, why are they the go-to and not the everyday? Because if you eat pizza every day and pizza is my go-to food, if I eat pizza every day, all of a sudden it loses its go-to status to Chinese food. And pizza's standing there in the corner going, well, well that's Anthony. I thought I was your go-to food, man. The football game's coming on. The UFC's going to be on. You need something that you can sit in a box and just lay there. And then when it gets, you know, when I get cold, you can take a slice of me, put me in the microwave and heat me back up. I'm your go-to. You can't do that with Chinese food. And Chinese food says, he doesn't have to do that with me because when he eats me, he finishes. <laughs> That's right. So you have to be very, very careful when you pick your go-to's. Because sometimes the go-to you pick is something that shouldn't even be on your go-to list. It should be on your don't-go-there list. That's the exact opposite. And you don't want that. No, you don't. Segment over. Hey, guys, do you know what busy work is? You know what busy work is? Of course you know what busy work is. If you've ever worked in an office or at a 9 to 5 job, it doesn't even necessarily have to be in an office. It's just a job where there's a defined period of time where you have to work. And you can look at the clock and realize that whatever transaction you're doing, whatever job you're doing, you need to shut it down as far away from the final time on the clock as possible if you're getting out of there at five o'clock and the horn sounds at five o'clock man you know even if there isn't really a horn that's that you know but you know it's five o'clock you're out of there you're at a nine to five job busy work is that is when you make it look like you're actually doing something but you're really not doing a damn thing and you're purposely not doing a damn thing because you don't want to do a damn thing everybody has done it you've all played tricks on yourself to try to get yourself through that last four fifteen minutes of work you've looked up at the clock and you go well it's it's 4:45, and if you would have rounded up the, you could be, if it was an actual number, the time that I was actually in the office, technically you would have rounded up to five o'clock. So I should be able to leave now. I mean, what am I actually going to be able to accomplish in the last 15 minutes of work? I'm not going to be able to do anything. I mean, these sales calls take 25 minutes, and I'm not going to do something that's going to take me 25 minutes when I only have to be here for another 15 minutes. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. And besides, I don't get overtime, so I'm going to make it a point to make sure that I don't do anything that keeps me here past five o'clock. I'm not going to get paid any more money for it. So what happens? 
You pull out the alcohol swabs, and this works when you're in a cubicle, and you start to wipe down your phone. But you know you can't wipe down your phone if the boss is in the office because he'll go, wait a second, Johnson. Why are you wiping down your phone? You should be making phone calls. And the funny thing about it is, even though this guy or this lady is the supervisor, and they're walking around telling you that you need to stop wiping down your phone, and you need to make some more sales calls, you're going, wait a second. If this guy, shouldn't this guy be in the back office doing final paperwork why is this guy or this gal walking around between the desks telling us we shouldn't be wiping up our desks why is that wait a minute it's because them walking around and looking at us is their busy work they're making it look like they're doing something so their supervisor can walk out and go what the hell are you doing walking around i'm just making sure everyone's working good job johnson thank you sir you dumb bastard i'm doing nothing i'm just walking around trying to kill time i looked up at the clock it's 445 and i am not getting into that stack of stupid paperwork with the damn sales receipts it's going to take me three hours to go through it. And if you think I'm staying here till eight o'clock, you're crazy. So I'm going to walk around and reprimand people who are doing exactly the same crap that I'm doing, which is trying to kill time so I don't have to do anything after five o'clock. So let me go back around and try to find something to do that actually that is actually not work. You know what busy work is. How many times have you shuffled paper when you walked into your office for about 45 minutes? How many times have you looked at the same three screens on your computer for 15 minutes when you know damn well you ain't even doing anything? You're not fooling anybody. Haha, <laughs> yes you are. Because when people walk in and they see the files in your hand, they think you're actually working. Well, this guy's really busting his ass. And I mean, it's he got in here. It's 902. He's already got files in his hand. Why, this guy's a real asset to the company. Ha <laughs> ha no, he's not an asset to the company, you dumb bastard. He's just playing around with the files, you schmuck. You've all done busy work. You know, I, I actually one time I was in an office and I I'm really I was really thorough when it came to my sales because when when it comes to sales a lot of times there was a verification process. You do the sale and then there's a person that calls up a certain percentage of the sales to verify the sales. And if the sales are not verified, they don't count. They don't count against your paycheck and you don't get paid and they don't count against your yearly total. So you don't get a bonus. So yeah, a certain percentage have to be called. And I made sure that damn near everything that I called stayed up because I spent a little extra time on each sale. And that's why none of my shit fell down, meaning was unverified. Every time they called somebody and did a sale on, they said, yes, I talked to him. Yes, I love the product. Yes, I'm going to buy it. That's right. Did it take me a little longer? Yes, it did. But my sales stayed up. And because I had a high retention rate, a perfect retention rate, basically, with my sales, when I did busy work, nobody said shit. And I started to notice that. I started to notice why everybody else was busting their ass on the phone because I was always in the top five in sales. I could get away with shuffling papers around between sales calls. I mean, they had the numbers on the board. I was doing very, very well. What are they going to say to you if you're, if you're a top five salesperson? They can't say anything to you. Can they? Of course not. If they walk into Mr. Thomas' shuffling papers, he must be shuffling papers for a reason. Yes, I am shuffling papers for a reason, you dumb bastard. And the reason is, I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We all play those games, man. We all play the busy work game. You know, and and the funny thing about it is it, it actually translates away from the office where you try to make it look like you're do, actually doing something when you're not doing anything. We do that at home, too. You ever been mad at somebody for bothering you and cutting into your day when you know damn well you weren't doing shit? Man, why are you calling me, man? I'm at home right now. I'm really busting it hard. I'm trying to get this business going, and you guys just keep bothering me again and again and again. Will you guys please respect the fact that I'm working hard and I'm trying to get something started here? I mean, if you were really my friends, you would realize that you need to leave me alone and let me finish doing what I'm doing. I mean, come on, man. If you're my friends, you would realize I need to be left alone to my own devices to do this. Oh, sorry, man. You know, I really, you know, I know you work at home. 
And sometimes I forget just because you work at home, it doesn't mean that you're not working. I have to, I know that during these hours, I have to respect exactly what you're doing the same way I would respect what you're doing if you were working in an office. I apologize, man. Sincerely, as your friend, I apologize. I appreciate that, man. And let me get back to these really, really big business deals that I'm trying to do. <laughs> All right, talk, take care, man. I, 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 your apology is fine. <laughs> and back to YouTube. Okay, let's see. Um, Catwalk bud booty, catwalk booty close-ups. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> now that's a weird. That's a, that's a, that's some amusing little tales there. But let's be honest. You know the funny thing about it is sometimes we have a completely we have a lifetime of busy work. You know. As it turns out, you, you you go through your days, you wake up, and you do a whole lot of crap, and you come home, you're tired, and you, there was a lot of activity. You went to this place, and you went to that place. You did this, you did that, you grabbed this, you moved that, you did this, you picked up that, you read this, you did that, you drove this person to this place, you did this, that. And you feel like you actually did something. You f it was a whole lot of activity. A whole lot of things happened. You were in a, a bunch of different parts of the city. You moved this over there. You got this person to that place. You went to this, they went to this, they did this, and you did that. And you feel like you did anything. But when you step back and look at it, did you really actually accomplish anything? Hmm? You have to lose a few pounds. Did you Did you work out? No? Hmm. What did you do? Oh, you, you got somebody who could have helped, who could have done cer a certain thing themselves. You took them and made it easier for them to do that thing that they could have done themselves. And you, you, you did that, but you, you, you didn't work out when you know you need to work out. Oh, okay. Huh. You had some paperwork from the office. Oh, oh, instead of doing the paperwork from the office, you went and, you went and helped your friend move certain thing from the basement in their house up to the top floor of their house, even though that could have happened at any other time because it really wasn't mandatory that you did that. You could have said, you know what, dude, I don't have time to do that right now. I have this paperwork to do. I, I would love to help you, but I, I got to do this. This is important. And But you went over and you, you did that thing that really didn't matter. And then even though you finished it quit pretty quickly, you finished it within 25 minutes, 30 minutes, you sat there and you drank some beers and you Reminisce about the good old days, something you did last weekend, but you reminisced about the good old days again and you smoked a cigar and yeah, now it's Sunday night and that paperwork you were going to finish up on the weekend, it's not finished, is it? Nope, it's not finished, not done at all. Huh. So you were supposed to work out because you know you need to lose some weight because your doctor told you to lose weight, but you didn't do that. And then you knew you had the paperwork from the work from work that you had to finish because if you don't, if you finish it on the weekend, you'd be caught up. But you didn't do that because you were, oh, interesting. Hmm. Your wife wants you to go to this party with her and you got to get dressed and you got to get ready to go. You got to make sure you're there on time. You got to get there on time because if you're not there on time, you know this is important to her, but you got to get there on time. But you wanted to see the end of this movie that came on while you were getting dressed. You're sitting there half dressed, this movie that you've already seen that you actually have a copy of on DVD and that you could watch at any point in time on Netflix. But it's really good. You love the outlaw Josie Wales. And damn it, I want to see this scene where he goes... You gonna pull those pistols or whistle, Dixie? I really, I love that scene. It's not on yet. It all it'll be on in about fifteen minutes. I'm just gonna sit here because I really like that scene. And then you go to the thing, and your wife's mad at you. And, you know, you could have seen that movie at any particular time, but you decided to watch it now, even though she asked you to show up. But hmm, interesting. You you didn't get to work out. You needed to work out. You didn't work out because. You know, you had to do that other thing that was not working out. And then you, instead of doing the paperwork, you did that other thing that's not that important. And instead of being there when your wife asked you to show up or your husband asked you to show up, you sat there and you did that thing. Or maybe you're the wife, you know what I'm saying? Your husband needs you to be at this thing. And you get on the phone talking to somebody. Instead of telling that person you could talk to them later on, you get into the city out of conversation the same way your husband, in, in the same scenario, the husband got into the idiocy of watching a movie that they already have a copy of. And then you disappoint your spouse and... Interesting. Busy work isn't just in the office, my friends. <laughs> There's a whole lot of busy work going around. 
I know I do busy. I used to do busy work too. Before I started doing the podcast, I said, you know, <sighs> well, not before I started doing the podcast. When I first initially started doing the podcast, it was always, you know, I really need to get this podcast out by a certain date and I have all these topics I want to talk about and all these things I want to do. But first, I got to do this stupid shit that's not important, even though the podcast is important to me. There's this dumb crap I want to do first. Uh, so now the podcast is going to be a little late, even though you you pretty much want to put it up at the same time every week so you can have your audience relying on the podcast being up when you said it was going to be up. Huh. Now, granted, this is episode 151, and that was a long time ago. But I know what it's like to have busy work getting away. I know what it's like to use busy work at the office to stop you from doing something. I know what it's like to have busy work stop you from doing things that are important to you. And you guys know what it's like when busy work gets in the way. When busy work, all that stupid crap that doesn't mean anything, gets in the way of making, of letting you do things you know you need to do. Fortunately, I've made it a point to take busy work and do the busy work what uh, Don Corleone would have done the busy work. Or Don Corleone's soldiers would have done the busy work. I drive it out to a, a field. Leave the gun. Take the cannolis. <laughs> so what I've learned to do now is uh, when it comes to uh, busy work, that's going to stop me from doing the things I want to do. And this is something I think oh, we should all do. All those things that are going to stop you from doing the things you need to do or want to do or that are important to you or that you have to do and all that busy work that gets in the way. Drive it out to a field. <laughs> Leave the gun. Take the cannolis. Take the cannolis. You dig? Segment over. Let me ask you a question, guys. Isn't it uncomfortable when somebody you love is also somebody you want to tell to go jump in a lake? You know, I I, I, I don't want to be in a position where, because it happens a lot, it happens to everybody, where you don't want to just give a really big blast to somebody you love. You have a hard time telling somebody you love to go bleep themselves. You don't want to do that. You have no problem telling a stranger to do that. If a stranger is mean to you in public and treats you like a piece of crap, if a stranger is acting like a jackass in the aisle of a supermarket, you can just go to the next aisle and wait till they go away. If a jackass is mean to you in public or curses at you from another car in traffic, you can just curse back at them. You can say things about their mama you've been wanting to say about somebody's mama for your whole life, but never had a situation, never been angry enough to say this thing about somebody's mama. You actually pull out a piece of paper from your pocket and it says, say this about somebody's mama if you ever get angry enough. And you go, hey, and the guy goes, wait a second, did you just pull that piece of paper out of your pants pocket and you say yes i did i said that's not one of those really really bad things you wanted to say about somebody's mama when you were angry are you and you go yes i do and then he rolls up his window and drives away and you never get a chance to use that mama joke that you've been saving for somebody you can't stand you can't say the mama joke to somebody in your family because you'd be talking about your own mama or the mama that you talk about would be your auntie or your grandmama. So you got to put it back in your pocket and wait for another situation. And you're sitting there with your hand on your pocket. And every time someone makes you mad, you tap your pocket and you're going, oh, I'm saving this gross mama joke for somebody. I got to say this bad stuff about somebody's mother, but I'm not angry enough yet. Yeah, that's right. But you don't want to say anything bad about that. Say something horrible to somebody you love. You don't want to do it. And sometimes they really need to be told to go bleep themselves. You want to say it, but you can't. You love them. You don't want to say it, but they need to be told to go bleep themselves. Sometimes it's you. But the bad part about it is when you think in those terms, you just realize the worst thing to be is the breath person. You don't want to talk to the breath person and you definitely don't want to be the breath person. Nobody wants to be the breath person. And I know what you're thinking. You're going, S machine, S Anthony, what is the breath person? The breath person is the person that makes you make that breath when they call you, when you realize that it's them. And you don't want to hear that sound. You hear that sound, you're in deep crap. And whatever relationship, the person who's making the breath sound, you you don't want to hear that. I'll give you an illustration. Hello? Hey, buddy, it's me. 
What? You don't want to be that. The guy that called up is the breath person. You don't want to ever be the breath person. You don't want to be the breath person to another dude because that's when the guy is sick of your ass. That's when the guy's like, do I even want to be friends with this guy? I should not ever have to make that breath sound to a dude who was going to be calling me at my home. You shouldn't. If you make me make. Oh, what? If you ever make me do that, I'm seriously considering blocking your phone number because I don't want to talk to your punk ass. Yeah, that's right. I said it. But I'm going to tell you one thing. You definitely don't ever want to have your lady make that breath sound. If you ever in a relationship with a lady and it's somebody you care about, you better hope you never, ever in your life get to be a breath person to the lady that you really care about. You do not want that under any circumstances. Oh, no, you don't. Hello. Hi. Hey, girl. <sighs> what? Oh, rejected. That's like having your block, sh- your shot blocked when you were free. F- when you would- that's like getting your shot blocked when you didn't even bring the ball up to shoot. You just put the ball in the air. She just swats the ball out your hand. That's like having a ball stolen from you. You didn't even get an opportunity to bring the ball up the court. Ooh, it's embarrassing. That's like you ever see those when a person tries to dunk on somebody and he thinks that he's just got the dunk and then somebody comes out of nowhere and smacks the ball right into his face. And yeah, he's he's trying to post you meaning he's making a dunk that's so spectacular that it's on a poster and you're the person ducking your head in humiliation because you can't stop the shot that's going to go in where there's also the other side of being posterized when you're going up for the dunk and somebody swats you down like the punk you are well you just got posterized by your girlfriend what does it sound like to get posterized by your girlfriend it sounds like this hey hey girl how's it going what? Ooh, ooh! Let's see that again in slow motion. Hey, hey, girl. What? Oh, that's embarrassing. He showed. Oh, that's gonna be shown on the ESPN relationship. Highlight show. Oh, he'll he'll never live that one down. You don't want to be on the other end of that, damn it. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Because it's different with a guy. Sometimes a guy will go, well, my friend's being an asshole, but what the hell? He's still a fun guy. (laughs) But your woman, oh, no. You don't want that. When a woman goes, what? She has almost decided to get rid of your punk ass it's almost over for you chump it's almost time for you to move on it's almost time she's starting to wear the underwear that's not sexy she's starting to wear underwear two days in a row yeah that's right because it's not like you're going to be going anywhere down there why should she Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. no she's always she stops shaving her legs she starts she starts actually gluing extra armpit hair in i don't know you like when i shave my armpits but i'm gonna glue some extra armpit hair and leg hair on myself just so you won't touch me that's right i said it you're standing on the ledge man if she goes "Ah, what you're on the ledge it's almost over for you you're in deep doo-doo my friend this is the time this is the time my friend this is the time when the clock is running out you got the ball in your hand uh and you got to hit that shot because uh, if you miss, you don't have a girlfriend anymore. If you miss, you don't have that buddy anymore. If you miss, you have to at least get back up to zero. You have to at least go from <sighs> what to hey, because if she goes from <sighs> what to hey, you're back in the game. Yeah, you made that shot, but it doesn't count for three. You didn't win the game. You had your foot on the line, so that shot only counts for two. So you didn't lose the game, but you didn't win it. You get to go into overtime, and you have to take advantage of the overtime period. You got to get her flowers. You got to stop being an asswipe. You got to openly choose her over your friends. You got to go to those dumbass movies. You got to do all of that crap. Why? Because you want to hear this again. Hey, how you doing, girl? How are you doing? Oh, yeah. You hit that shot in overtime. You won the game. You get to have the parade. Oh, yeah. You want your friend to go from what to hello? 
Hey, man. Hey, dude, what's going on? Hey, you hit the shot. You got your friend back. Now you don't have to keep bringing over 10 cases of beer just to get in his house because that's the toll, you punk ass. You can come in and be the freeloader you were before, you pizza-sucking, beer-drinking bastard. Yeah, that's right. I said it. You don't want to be the breath guy. Being the breath guy is humiliating. And it's humiliating in front of people. And, I, and people don't, don't deserve to be humiliated. Nobody wants to be humiliated. You know, I hate when people try to embarrass you in front of everybody. You know, I remember I worked in an office one time. It was a sales office. And it was one of those sales offices where they put your name in big letters on the wall. And next to your number, next to your name, was the sales you got that week. And if you did good... It was great. Everybody could see it, right? Everybody could see how good you were doing. Yay. If you did bad, they would see, you would look up, and you would see that you didn't have any numbers on the board. But that's okay. It's sales. That happens sometimes. Even the best salespeople. Sometimes when I, when I worked in an office, there was a lady who was such a good salesperson, she was devastating as a salesperson. You know what I'm saying? I mean, devastating. But there would be times when she didn't have anything up there on the board. It didn't happen often, but it happens sometimes. And this time, it happened to me. I wasn't anywhere near as good a salesperson as she was, but I was good. But just like when a person picks up the phone and goes, what? People can see that. even Because if they do that on the phone, their body language, they're hitting you with their body language in front of everybody. Everybody knows when you look at a couple that one person is looking at the other person like, what am I doing with this piece of shit? Everybody knows when you see a group of friends, when there's that one guy where everybody's like, what? Yeah, yeah, you can come too. Jesus Christ, why is this bastard coming with it? What the fuck, man? I, we all moved. We all changed our addresses. Who the hell gave? Who, who put the uh, real addresses on Facebook and let this asswipe find out where we live? We almost got rid of them. You know that. And it was just like that. And the reason I'm drawing the comparisons because it was like the sales thing. It was embarrassing when you didn't have any sales. And just like when a person gets to the point where they're going, <sighs> what? At this sales job, what this jackass did was when it was almost when somebody was close to being fired, they would put a big red circle around your name on Monday morning. They didn't come up to you and talk to you. You know, you're having a really tough salesperson. We really need you to, to buck up on the sales, you know. I, we really like you here, but if you, if you can't pull down the kind of numbers, maybe this isn't the job for you. They didn't do that. No, they had to do it in front of people. They didn't even care about your feelings. They didn't mind smashing you in front of everybody. It's like when it's a stranger, you don't mind smashing them. When it's somebody you, you love, you don't want to smash them. But they didn't mind smashing you. So I walk up there and they got the big red circle around my name. And I know what that means. And there's nothing like walking into a sales office when you got the big red circle around your name. And everybody in the office knows what the big red circle by your name means. Means this is your ass. Means you got to pull up and you got to hit some big sales this week or your punk ass is out. This is basically the sales manager's equivalent of going, hey, I'm here to work this week. <sighs> Why? They're telling you, you're really close. It's almost over for you. You better pull, you better get these sales. You better do it. Just like your girlfriend. <sighs> what? She's saying, you better start being good to me. You better start treating me with respect. You better start being a better boyfriend. You better start being a better husband. I got the big red circle around your punk ass. It's almost over for you. It's like your friend going, <sighs> what, man? You better be a better friend. You better stop being annoying. You better stop getting drunk and getting in the fist fights. We have to save your punk ass. You better stop doing it. So I've been in those situations. I've never been a breath person. I've never had someone answer the phone and go, what? I've never been that guy. But I've been the equivalent of that in that sales office because that red circle around my name was the only time I've ever been a, or the equivalent of a, what? And I saw the, what? On the board when he had that circle around my name and it pissed me off. And I said, oh, how dare you embarrass me like that? I can't believe you embarrassed me like that. I knew what the rules were. I knew the red circle went around the name of somebody they were going to fire because he went a week and a half or two weeks without any really significant sales. I knew what the rules were. But I still pissed off. 
This person didn't give a crap about me the same way you don't care about pissing off somebody that you meet in public that's an asswipe or that you don't know, but you feel you don't want to piss off the person that you love. This guy didn't give a crap about putting a circle around my name. There was another person who was a top salesperson that he loved, that he sucked up to, that was the number one salesperson, and she had gone longer without sales than I did. But he didn't put a circle around her name because he liked her, because he had built up a relationship with her, because she had made him money over time the same way you don't want to put that big red metaphorical circle around your relative. But you don't mind putting it around the stranger. And to him, in this circumstance, I was a stranger and the top salesperson was the relative. Didn't mind putting the red circle around me. But what that jackass didn't realize was I had some accounts I could call to get sales. Yeah. I had cultivated them myself and I called those things. And when I came in by, the, by Thursday, that red circle was taken off my name. Yes, it was. And the guy was back to kissing my fucking ass. Why? Because I was number three in sales instead of last. Mm-hmm. The same way in that scenario, you get your girlfriend the flowers, you get your girlfriend to this, and then all of a sudden she takes the metaphorical red circle from around you and you're happy again. The way your friend takes that metaphorical red circle from around you and your buddies again. The only difference being, I quit that job because the guy was a dick. And I went to another salesperson, another sales place that was a competitor and kicked their ass. Yeah, that's right. I said it. So in this scenario, in this scenario would be a girlfriend going, what? And I would go, you don't seem like you like this relationship anymore. I think we need to break up. And then she sees me six months later looking my best driving a brand new tesla something i can't afford yet but i hope to driving a brand new luxury vehicle of any type in the best shape of my life with my new girlfriend who appreciates me and everything's great and she goes i should have not sigh what at that guy because he looks awesome or that friend that's a douchebag that doesn't want to kick it with you anymore and then he turns on the super bowl and you're sitting there high-fiving the game-winning quarterback because now you got tickets to the Super Bowl because that whole time you've been trying to tell the bastard you had the tickets and he wouldn't take your phone calls. Yeah, that's right. Now, none of that actually happened to me except for the red circle part. That part did happen. But let me tell you something, damn it. You don't ever want to be the red circle person and you damn sure don't ever want to be the side watch. You don't want to be the... <sighs> what you don't want to be that damn it so be on your p's and q's and all your relationships if you got a friend be a good friend to the friend don't be fucking annoying or you're gonna be a side what if you got a good woman or a good man be good to that person or you're gonna be a side what and if you're at a job bust your ass at the job or you're going to be a psywat because you don't want to be a psywat. And me, the S machine, will never, and I mean never, be a psywat again. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Ha! Segment over. You know, being helpful is a great thing. It's always grateful. It's always great to be helpful and to be sharing, sharing things with everybody. But sometimes you get to the point where you move from being a helpful and sharing and giving person to a complete sucker. And I remember this. This is a story. This is what happened to me when I when I was in Los Angeles when I initially moved. I was in my early twenties, and I didn't realize how big Los Angeles was. Now I come from a big city originally. I'm I'm, I'm a Philadelphian from originally, so that's the fifth biggest city in the country. And when you come from a city that big, there's no real culture shock regarding population. I spend a lot of time in New York, New Jersey. I travel around different places. So when I go to another big city, it's really not that big of a deal because the city I'm from is big, population wise. But when I went out to Los Angeles, even though the population is about two times or so what the population of my hometown it was what i noticed was or maybe a little more than that what i noticed was the size of los angeles as you move to the left side of the country the spaces get wider 
you know, the, the blocks in Los Angeles are humongous in comparison to the blocks in, in other cities on the East Coast and Northeast where I'm from. They're long blocks. They got city blocks with like 97 digits. And you go here, you go, I'm going to 4727 Johnson Street. In Los Angeles, is like, what, what's your address? 1-855-876-5386-579-27-8563-2025-6593789B. Can you say that again? I don't think I can. You should have. You should have. Next time, just record with when I tell you my address. I put that in. I put that in my GPS. Oh, my GPS is on fire. My GPS says it quits. What the hell? <laughs> and that's how big the blocks are. So when you want to get around in Los Angeles, it's a real big pain in the neck, especially at that time. Because back then, like I said, I didn't have a car. So I had to catch the bus. And when you were in Los Angeles, I would do something as simple like in, it went back in Philadelphia. If I decided I wanted to go to the store and buy some pants and I did say for the sake of I have a car, obviously, but say I didn't have a car. I could walk to the subway or the, the elevator train. I don't know what they call it in your part of the country or in your part of the world. You, you, you walk to the train in about five minutes. You get on the train. You can drive. You can go all the way to the other side of the city back and forth. You can get to a store shop and be back here an hour later you're home maybe an hour and a half at the most but most likely an hour especially if you know what you want to get and los angeles is so damn long and such a big ass place that if you decided especially back then like i said when i did not if you decided you wanted to go downtown and buy some pants and you had to catch the bus that's what you were doing that day I remember I was a, I was the girl I was seeing at the time. I wanted to buy some new clothes so I can look good for whatever we were going to do at the time. I don't remember what it was. And I go to buy the pants and I come back. I literally had to go in, shower, put the pants on. Did not have time. And I left in the morning. Did not have time. I, I still had I was I still had tags on my clothes. She goes, did you just buy these clothes? Yeah, you have a tag on your ass. She pulls off. The, that's how long it took me to get from one place to another. So I said, I can't take this anymore. I can't take it. My girlfriend's moving to a different part of town. It's going to take too long to go see her. I want to actually be able to enjoy her when I get there and have a great time. I can't take it anymore. I, I can't. I want to get a second job so I can stockpile some money. I can't do that because it takes so long to get from one place to another. Damn it. I got to get a car. Now, my other friends who were in the same uh, situation were all roughly the same age. They went out and all bought little little crap cars. You know, they spent a couple of, yeah, I can't, I don't remember exactly what the prices were because this was a while ago. But they spent some money on a car and they get a car and it would break down or, or, they, or, it would, or it would run, but they would only trust it to get to work and back or to get to the store and back or maybe to get to a club and back. But it didn't trust it for any great distance. And I said, I am not investing any money in a vehicle like that. Not going to do it. So the amount of money that they spent for their car, I stockpiled that money and I use that as a down payment on a brand new car. And I bought a new car and it felt great. It was my first new car. I've had 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 cars before, but this was my first brand new. My ass dents were the only ass dents in the car and every fart in the car would belong to me. All stains. I knew what they were. My first car was great. But the problem was. I shouldn't even say the problem was, but the problem was none of my friends had new cars and they couldn't rely on their cars and their cars would broke, break down. And in my enthusiasm of having a brand new car and my enthusiasm of being the guy with the new car, I made it a point to make myself of service to everybody who needed a ride to any place. I didn't care. I need to go across the street. Not a problem. I have a new car. Let's go. I didn't care what the hell it was. I was going to have any excuse to drive that thing. And damn it, I was going to take it and I took it. Yes, I did. Damn it. But the problem is sometimes when you become helpful, you pass the line from helpful to too helpful. And the next line is sucker. Here's an example. Say for the sake of argument, you're having a party, not a party, but you're having your friends over. You're going to watch some US, UFC fights or a, a football game. Let's just say a football game. OK, you're watching it and you order some pizza. Now, the pizza doesn't really is not an expensive food. In fact, you can get a gigantic pizza for almost nothing. So you get a big giant pizza. You put a, you put a little bread into it. What that mean? Meaning money. You buy the big pizza and you figure, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of pizza here. They'll take some home. I'll have some. It doesn't really matter. I'll, you know, no big deal. It's a big pizza more than you need. Do you tell you, you know, and you have more than you need because you know your friends are greedy because guys in their 20s will eat a rock if it has ketchup on it. You know that. 
So you buy the big-ass pizza. You got the pizza. You're watching the game. Yeah, touchdown, this, that. Ha, ha, ha. Everything great. I told you your team sucks. Your team sucks. Your team sucks. Right? So you know if your friends are greedy pigs, they're going to eat more than they need because they didn't pay for it. But you don't care. It's football. They're your boys. You're at the house. You're having a great time. Not a problem. See, in that instance, you're, you're being helpful, but you have more than you need. You're going to get all the pizza you need, and you're going to make sure your boys get the pizza they need. Let's say for the sake of argument, you leave the door open and you're in an apartment complex and some of the people that live in the apartments next door or, or in the area who are living in your, your complex start walking by and they know you well enough to say, hey, it's Anthony, how's it going? You know them, you've been in their apartment, they've been in your apartment, you're not friends, but you're cool. And they walk by and they see the football game and they see the pizza and they see there's three of you on a big ass pizza and at first they're looking, expecting to see a bunch of other people in another room and they realize there are no other people it's just you you three losers and they look at the pizza and they don't ask for any pizza they just look at it and people say things with their eyes women know guys say things with their eyes granted the guy was saying to the pizza i'd like to bury my face okay that's different guys do say i want to bury my face and stuff that's a different story we'll go back to the pizza because that's disgusting but he was asking for pizza and i said hey would you like a slice of pizza or a cube of pizza because actually cutting cubes none of those big pizzas that they cut in squares he goes yeah oh sure 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 and he gets the pizza and i thought he was going to grab the pizza and get the hell out didn't matter but he sat down. I said, okay, he's going to sit down. And, all. and then he starts talking about the game. And I know the bastard is setting up to sit there and join in on this pizza. But he's a pleasant enough guy. Doesn't matter. I've been in his house. He's been to my house. We're cool. Not a problem. He bogarted his way into the pizza and bogarted his way into watching the football game. But he's pleasant enough. And he's a fan of the same team I am. And he, he can be here and help me diss these other two D-bags, my close friends, and trash their team and help me out. And then another person walks by. Hey, what you got there? And then they want some pizza. And then they come in and grab some pizza. And then another person comes in and grabs some pizza. And the next thing you know, you had you went from having four people in the house to 16 people. And you only invited two. And you didn't touch the pizza yet because you're watching the game. It's a tense moment. And you go back and you see the box is empty as hell. And now that the pizza's gone, all these freeloading bastards have walked out of the house. And you got no pizza because you're a jackass. You should have kept the door closed. You should have kept the door closed. That actually happened. Granted, I had two pizzas, and after they got out, I pulled out the other pizza because I'm not an idiot. But where I was an idiot was with the car, which is what I started off with this story. I was helping so many people travel and go places with the car that they, even though they had their own vehicles, they loved being in my vehicle. It wasn't a luxury vehicle. It was a sweet little sedan, but it was new, and it was mine. It was nice. And they wanted to ride, and I gave them ride places. I, I didn't mind, but they started to take advantage of it. They started to get to the point where they just assumed I would be available to take them places just because they were my friends. All of a sudden, instead of driving to the airport themselves and putting their cars in storage, which at the time in certain places didn't really cost that much, or catching the cab, they would call me. And in the beginning, I didn't mind until they tried to turn it into my job. But when was the straw broken? What was the straw that broke the camel's back? When they were all at my house, I went to go to the bathroom. We were all going to go meet at my house, park behind my, well, my apartment. Park behind my apartment because I knew the landlord and he was cool enough. And he had extra spaces because some of the people didn't have vehicles. And if, you know, I said, can, I said, uh, can my friends, a couple of cars, uh, can they park here? No problem. Okay, cool. They're, they're with me. Well, just put a little sign in the window and say, Anthony, that lets me know that they're with you and then everything's okay and I won't have them towed. No problem. Thanks, man. So I go to the bathroom. They're out there and I can, I'm, I'm doing my, I'm doing what I do in the bathroom. Don't worry. I was standing up. I like to do number two while standing up. <laughs> just kidding. And I'm about, I'm washing my hands. And I'm about to walk back out and I can overhear them divvying me up. They're divvying me up. They're actually planning and plotting places for me to drive them. They didn't ask me if I was available. They're actually divvying up my time the same way that those greedy people that came into the apartment were divvying up my pizza. A lot, none of them asked. 
came out and said, can I have a slice? They just kind of eased in and grabbed the slice and started eating, eased in, grabbed a slice and started sitting in chairs, eased in. And these people just ate my pizza. And these people were not eating my pizza time up. They were divvying it up. No, 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 no. S. Anthony has to drive me to the airport Thursday. I don't know how in the world he's going to have time to get you to the airport and at the same time get me to work. I don't even know what you're talking about. He cannot do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. How about this? Listen. I get him on Wednesdays. No, no, no. I get him on Wednesdays. And I'm standing and looking at these jackasses. They're actually getting into a heated debate and fight over who gets me when. What? None of them asked me if I was available. There's a bunch of people in my house fighting each other because of who gets me to do their errands for them. And much like when they had the second pizza, I had something in mind for these jackasses. So I'm watching them and I said, oh, I see what's going on here, these, these idiots. So I kind of back back around the corner. And let them finish their argument. They sat there and they were very, very gracious with the way they divided up my week for, you know, how I would be able to actually do all of the stuff that they needed me to do with my car that I paid for, even though I have a life, a girlfriend, shows to do and auditions to go to. They were very, very great. And they did a really good job of dividing up my day, my week, my month and my year. It was fantastic. In fact, had I stayed in the bathroom a little longer, they would have plotted out how I could go meet my go to the operating room with my eventual wife see the baby cut the umbilical cord and rush out really quickly and take one of them to the grocery store they were very very efficient with the way they divided up my time (laughs) and just like with the pizza when i had the second pizza that they didn't show the jackasses that left after they ate the first one i had something in mind for them so I walked out, and they're already sitting there. They're all happy because the fight's over. They have already divvied up my time and decided what they're going to do with my time and what, how I'm going to be able to be of service to them. And then I walked out angrily. And they're looking, eh, what's wrong, man? I said, man, you won't believe it. What's wrong, S? Oh, man, my boss, man. Jeez. Do you know what he said to me? What? Um, he's going, I got to do all this overtime, man. This is ridiculous, man. I'm at the point now where I'm going to have to go for my first job, my second job, straight to the club. I'm not even going to have time to change clothes. I'm going to have to take clothes with me and change in the damn bathroom at the office. You, you, what, do you, what, what do you mean? Yeah, I'm going to be really busy, man. I'm only, I don't even know if I'm going to get a chance to come home and sleep. So you mean, oh, oh, oh. Oh, um, uh, and I can see on their faces they're going, we did all this work divvying up this other grown man who has his own life. His time, we have all we divvied up this man's time, and he had the nerve to have a boss that wanted him to work, and we can, oh. So I walk back into the bathroom, and let me. Oh, I forgot something. I'll be right back. I go into the bathroom, and then I listen to these jackasses outside, <laughs> all making phone calls, trying to find other ways to get done the stuff they could easily have done themselves. Oh man, I guess I have to get my car ripped. Oh man, I guess I get to get my oil changed because he can't give me that ride. I guess I uh, guess I get. Oh man, I better call my oh, my wife. I gotta call my husband. Gotta call my husband. And they were all sitting there figuring out how to do you know their own business for themselves and not annoy me with that stupid shit. And I walked back out, and they were they were still happy because they figured out how to get their own lives back in order without me driving their punk asses around. And I said, okay, guys, me, I'll meet you downstairs. And they went downstairs and waited for me by the car. And then I went back to the kitchen and went to the bottom of my refrigerator and pulled out four or five slices of that pizza. And I heated it up and I ate it because just like last time, I had something in store for their punk asses that they weren't prepared for. That's right divvying up my time like I have nothing better to do. Now these are people I like a lot and I love a lot and they're going to hear this segment and they're going to know I'm talking about them mainly because I said on next week's show jackasses I'm going to do a segment about you being idiots and divvying up my time and they say yeah we knew you'd get around to it eventually and I said you're damn right I did. (laughs) So you know who you are you know what you did you knew I was going to do this segment (laughs) 
Hope you enjoyed hearing the story again. <laughs> you knuckleheads. Segment over. Well, folks, we have come to the conclusion of episode 151 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. I'm your host, S. Anthony Thomas, and I want to thank you very, very much for spending this time with me. I appreciate it. I love spending time with you weirdos every week. This is one of the highlights of my week, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate everything you do and everything you say. Uh, folks, the email for this podcast is the S. Anthony Says Podcast at gmail.com, and the two Twitter accounts are at s anthony thomas which is me and the other one is at s anthony says which is the twitter for the podcast updates and when new new episodes come out and all that kind of crap and i'll begin putting some other stuff on there too um i want to thank you guys very very much for everything you've been you've been writing some cool stuff you've been retweeting me and reblogging me and bringing friends and i i, I really do appreciate that that's i mean it's, it's really a nice thing to see when i check the stats and everything yeah you know, everything seems to be uh trending up now do me a favor. If you like the podcast, and I'm assuming if you got to this part, you do, you bastards. <laughs> Make sure you give a five-star positive, glowing, over-the-top, but of course accurate because it's an incredible review to this podcast uh, on iTunes and Stitcher. It really does help a lot. Uh, spreads the word, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing to see. And my ego needs a boost because I don't think that much of myself. I really don't. Hold on. There's a mirror over there. Look at me, look at my dimples, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, me, um, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> you guys are still here? <laughs> Just write the damn reviews, you bastards, you understand? Don't make me have to get rough with you, see? See, I got my hand on my weapon, okay? I don't have any weapons, I'm trying to be threatening and, and tough, but I... I'm too nice a guy for that crap. So just, 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 just go write the damn reviews and tell your friends and bring them back. Because we want this podcast to get as big as possible. We want to see tons of reviews on the iTunes and the Stitchers and wherever the hell else the reviews can go. And make sure you retweet me, damn it. And make sure you reblog me and all of that crap so everybody will know about this podcast. Because you love it and I love you. Yeah, that's right. I said it. If you can write to me that you love me and all of that cool stuff, then I can tell you the truth. And I have a lot of love for my podcast audience, you sick bastards. And that's why I came up with that hashtag, you sick bastards, because you guys are, of course, sick bastards. But you're my sick bastards. And I love you sick bastards. You understand? <laughs> In all seriousness, thank you very much for everything that you do. I really appreciate the kind words. I appreciate the retweets, the reblogs. I, pre- I appreciate um, the uh, wonderful reviews that you guys have given me. And I do read the email. And I want to thank you very, very much. I'm going to start answering some of them. Um, I'm not going to mention any of your names or anything like that. I'll just, uh, I'll just talk about, uh, I'll just uh, answer the emails or, you know, maybe use some of the stuff that you wanted me to talk about in the, in the, uh, from the emails in the show. I'll start using some of those things. Um, but I, like I said, I, don't worry. I, I'm not going to use anybody's name or or tell anything you know, who who wrote what. I'm not going to do any of that kind of stuff because, uh, quite frankly, it's between you and me. Damn it! It's our correspondence, and those people who aren't who haven't written don't. I'm not going to tell anything that's impersonal. I'm not going to give out your personal information. I really wouldn't do that. Okay, John Smith and Boca. Boca, was it Roca, what is this, Boca, Florida, whatever it is, and what is your address here, 125 Main Street, and the fact that you're never home at 5 o'clock and you don't lock your doors and you have a big screen TV by the front door and your neighbors never notice what happens that, oh, I should not have said that stuff, because, oh, God, you probably won't have, your TV's going to be gone, isn't it? Well, you can't blame me. Nobody told you not to lock your door, damn it. You should have locked your door. You're too damn trusting. Can't believe you, Dan, you're going to keep, you going to let your door not be locked at five o'clock when you're not home and that your neighbors don't pay attention to anything that is just as dumb as the fact that you leave your key uh, to your brand new car in the flower pot to the left of the door and the simple fact that all of the 
corresponding paperwork to the car is just right in the glove compartment. That is just dumb, leaving your car like that with a full tank of gas and the GPS is in it and, and, the, and the locator is turned off. Why would you turn off the locator in your brand new car that's in front of your house that's not defended with the key to the car and the, in the flower pot that somebody could just walk up and stick there? You didn't even put it deep into the flower pot you just set it on top of the flower pot because you were too lazy to dig into the dirt you didn't want to get your hands dirty because of that diamond ring that you have on your hand that you oh what did you say let me read this you left the diamond ring on your hand on top of the tv set that's in the house that with the door unlocked you're really not that smart dude i can't believe you put that all in the email Okay, actually, it really, I probably shouldn't have read that part, huh? That is really bad, and I think I just said some stuff that's going to get your TV, your ring, and your car stolen. But who the hell, I mean, come on, I mean, we're cool and everything, but why would you write that on an email? You know, sometimes I make mistakes and just tell people stuff that I shouldn't tell them. I'm, I'm not, I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you should be really, really proud of me, the fact that I did not say anything about that affair you're having with your wife's sister and the fact that you never wear condoms with her and that you, you got her pregnant and those two kids are not some mystery man's kids. They're actually your kids. Oh, God, I need to stop talking. I, 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 <clears throat> the show's over. <laughs> I think I think I got it. Oh, oh God, I, I, I really need to stop talking right now because I just, this is just one email. I've already ruined this, this poor bastard's life. But, I mean, who the hell told him to write all that crap in an email? I was just trying to end the show, everybody. That's all I was trying to do. And now I got this guy in trouble. I'm t I feel bad. I feel really, really bad. <sighs> but for anybody else, if you write me some emails, I won't tell any of your personal stuff. <laughs> Just consider this an end of the show aberration. <laughs> Don't judge me, you bastards. <laughs> in all seriousness, much love to you all. Thank you very, very much. See you next week, weirdos. S. Anthony out.